0: A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Sex in the news uh, for the rest of the show. And if you have questions, you can send them in uh, throughout the show. That's fine. And if you want to comment, 514-800. So how do you feel about this? Uh, Two years after a human rights complaint a chain of water parks in Quebec and Ontario has quietly changed its rules. Well, not so quietly since we're all talking about it, uh, about acceptable swimwear. So we're talking about the Calypso uh, water parks. They altered their regulations to allow women to go topless. um, So that basically they wanted to treat men and women the same. Their dress code now states, bathers of all genders are required to wear an appropriate, an appropriate swimsuit bottom. So you're not allowed to wear thongs or transparent clothing, uh, and they reserve the right to determine what is appropriate. But going topless is just fine. The, par- the parks do allow bikinis and hijabs in all pools and rides, but not on uh, the water slide. So... What do you think about that? I mean, in 1996, Ontario's Court of Appeal did rule that women were allowed to be topless in public because community standards did not consider breasts to be obscene. So there is a, a law you can you can absolutely walk around if a guy in, in in any place that a guy can walk around shirtless, a woman can walk around uh, shirtless in any public place, whether it's a park or wherever. In at least in Ontario, I'm not sure what it is here, but now in this water park, women can go topless. What I don't know how I feel about that, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with uh, equal opportunity, you know, equal rights. I just don't know how. Uh, family like of course there'll have to be discussions you're bringing your kids there and it's a really about uh desexualizing breasts in a way but how do you combat the fact that in our society we sexualize the breasts right so we're gonna have to have a lot of discussions around around that Uh, And I'm assuming a lot of people will probably now want to go to the water park. I I don't know how many women would feel comfortable. I would not feel comfortable going topless uh, at a water park, frankly. But uh, what about you? I'm curious to know what you think. At 514-800, can we talk again about unsolicited dick pics, penis pictures, that men send what do they tell us about the men who send them so for the very first time a study is done it's uh it's going to be published in uh in a in a journal it was presented at the society for the scientific study of sexuality and what they wanted to look at was what do men really think about like what do they think that women think about their unsolicited nudes? So the research found that men who send women unsolicited photos, in other words, the women did not ask for them okay, uh, of their penises, are bigger narcissists than those who don't. So narcissists basically are people with big egos, uh, they could be any gender, by the way, uh, who, take, uh, <clears throat> who are very self-centered, take a lot of uh, excessive interest in themselves, sometimes uh, in a grandiose uh, kind of way. So in this research, a thousand straight men between the ages of 16 to 75 Uh, were uh, evaluated or measured on levels of narcissism, exhibitionism, sexism, and endorsement of sexual behaviors. 48% of these 1,000 men reported having sent an unsolicited dick pic. Of course, almost half of millennial women report having received them, just want to say. So why are men, or at least men who appear to be narcissists, sending these pictures of their genitals uh, to women who never asked for them. And what they found was that these men who send these unsolicited photos of their penises do not see it as any form of sexual harassment. One guy says, for me, dick pics are the ultimate sign of confidence it's important uh, to let a girl know exactly how ready i would be in a situation where she would need me to be naked so there's a common belief out there that uh, men at least straight men send uh, these uh, pictures of their penises to assert power or um control or that they just want to be crude or uh or that they—it's a display of, of hatred for women in general, et cetera, et cetera. But it apparently not so. To these men, it's um, it's it's like saying I'm really into you. But really, they're really into themselves, is what it is. So it, they didn't find that it had anything really to do with power and control, but much more about, ha, look at me, uh, I'm into you, and do you want this? And look how great I am, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the study found that more or less, men who send unsolicited dick pics are not so secretly hoping that one, the recipient will, out of a sudden inspiration, send nudes back, and or two, the dick pic in question will lead to a steamy, real-life hookup. In fact, 82% of the respondents also admitted that they hoped their target would feel sexual excitement. Does this excite you, as a woman, to receive a picture of a penis? They These guys found that um, women would find it uh, titillating and that the recipient would feel valued and attractive does that make any sense but it does really say something about the narcissistic tendencies right in in terms of that thinking it's like unable to understand why anyone wouldn't want to see a snapshot of their imposing member (laughs) really Uh, So they also discovered in this study that these men display higher levels of sexism, uh, both of the overly hostile negative variety, as well as the uh, benevolent kind, in other words, uh, woman on a pedestal kind. The study also found that uh, men who send women unsolicited photos of their phallus are no more sexual, no more oversexed than those who choose um, not to. Little caveat here, There, they, this article says dick pics aren't always so bad. Some women enjoy receiving them. My question to you is, do you enjoy them? Do you not enjoy them? How do you feel when you get one that is unsolicited? So the women who express liking receiving them really are, uh, they're not explicitly asking for it but it becomes an outcome of intimate back and forth. So they're having intimate, erotic conversations, and in that context, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of an implicit, not a request, but it's part of that, that, that um, sensual or sexual uh, talk so for some yes uh, uh, they uh, they do uh, enjoy that in that maybe in that situation uh, also unsolicited dick pic sending is more of a common practice in gay and bisexual men's uh, sexual uh, subculture a study found that 83% of gay men have sent a dick pic on a dating app and I have talked to uh, gay men about this in the past, and they do talk about this, that this is kind of, on these dating apps, this is standard procedure. <laughs> like you, you get them, these gay men get them uh, all the time. So, but in the straight world, uh, these, the, these unsolicited pics, not, uh, not so great. And also uh, the level of narcissism is in the straight men, although they haven't studied personalities in the gay population for that very specific reason. Apparently people are wearing jewelry made from their dead loved ones' teeth, hair, and bones in an attempt to memorialize their relatives and close family members and even their pets who, has, who have passed away. So there are a couple of people out there who have made this their life's work, basically who specialize in making jewelry out of these things. If you look online, you'll see pictures like uh, rings and necklaces and earrings made of people's teeth, molars, um, like all kinds. Instead of like a gemstone, you know, stick, stick a molar in there. How would you, like, would you want to wear something like that? Uh, I don't know. To me, this is, uh, does not sound like uh, the best idea. But there are uh, several that are mentioned in this article. There's another one uh, who collects not only teeth, but uh, either of, of, of a human or an animal, but things like hair, fur, bones, and she turns them into works of art for her customers um, as well. Another one even uses breast milk, ashes, pet's teeth, fingerprints, umbilical cords, and even blood to make these uh, DNA keepsake jewelry, basically. Does this gross you out or does this uh, uh, appeal to you? Coming up, we'll talk about not relationships, but situationships. What is the difference? First, let's check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Sex in the News uh, for the rest of the show. And if you have questions, you can send them in uh, throughout the show. That's fine. And if you want to comment, 514-800. So how do you feel about this? Uh, Two years after a human rights complaint, a chain of water parks in Quebec and Ontario has quietly changed its rules. Well, not so quietly since we're all talking about it, uh, about acceptable swimwear. So we're talking about the Calypso uh, water parks they altered their regulations to allow women to go topless um, so that basically they wanted to treat men and women <clears throat> the same. Their dress code now states bathers of all genders are required to wear an appropriate, an appropriate swimsuit bottom. So you're not allowed to wear thongs or transparent clothing uh, and they reserve the right to determine what is appropriate, but going topless is just fine. The par- the parks do allow bikinis and hijabs in all pools and rides, but not on uh, the water slide. So what do you think about that? I mean, in 1996 Ontario's court of appeal did rule that women were allowed to be topless in public because community standards did not consider breasts to be obscene. So there is a, a law you can you can absolutely walk around if a guy in, in in any place that a guy can walk around shirtless a woman can walk around uh, shirtless in any public place whether it's a park or wherever in at least in Ontario I'm not sure what it is here but now in this water park women can go topless what I don't know how I feel about that to tell you the truth I mean I, I'm I'm okay with uh, equal opportunity, you know, equal rights. I just don't know how uh family, like, of course there'll have to be discussions. You, you're bringing your kids there and it's a really about uh, desexualizing breasts in a way, but how do you combat the fact that in our society, we sexualize the breasts, right? So we're going to have to have a lot of discussions around around that. Uh, and I'm assuming a lot of people will probably now want to go to the water park. I, I don't know how many women would feel comfortable. I would not feel comfortable going topless uh, at a water park, frankly. But uh, what about you? I'm curious to know what you think. At 514-800. Can we talk again about unsolicited dick pics, penis pictures, that men send what do they tell us about the men who send them so for the very first time a study is done it's uh it's going to be published in uh in a in a journal it was presented at the society for the scientific study of sexuality and what they wanted to look at was what do men really think about like what do they think that women think about their unsolicited nudes? So the research found that men who send women unsolicited photos, in other words, the women did not ask for them okay uh, of their penises, are bigger narcissists than those who don't. So narcissists basically are people with big egos, uh, they could be any gender, by the way, uh, who take, uh, <clears throat> who are very self-centered, take a lot of uh, excessive interest in themselves, sometimes uh, in a grandiose uh, kind of way. So in this research, a thousand straight men between the ages of 16 to 75 Uh, were uh, evaluated or measured on levels of narcissism, exhibitionism, sexism, and endorsement of sexual behaviors. 48% of these 1,000 men reported having sent an unsolicited dick pic. Of course, almost half of millennial women report having received them, just want to say. So why are men, or at least men who appear to be narcissists, sending these pictures of their genitals uh, to women who never asked for them. And what they found was that these men who send these unsolicited photos of their penises do not see it as any form of sexual harassment. One guy says, for me, dick pics are the ultimate sign of confidence it's important uh, to let a girl know exactly how ready i would be in a situation where she would need me to be naked so there's a common belief out there that uh, men at least straight men send uh, these uh, pictures of their penises to assert power or um control or that they just want to be crude or uh, or that they it's a display of, of hatred for women in general etc cetera, etc cetera. but it apparently not so to these men it's um, it's it's like saying I'm really into you. But really, they're really into themselves, is what it is. So it, they didn't find that it had anything really to do with power and control, but much more about, "Ha hey, look at me! Uh, I'm into you, and do you want this? And look how great I am!" and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the study found that more or less, men who send unsolicited dick pics are not so secretly hoping that one, the recipient will, out of a sudden inspiration, send nudes back, and or two, the dick pic in question will lead to a steamy, real-life hookup. In fact, 82% of the respondents also admitted that they hoped their target would feel sexual excitement. Does this excite you, as a woman, to receive a picture of a penis? They These guys found that um, women would find it uh, titillating and that the recipient would feel valued and attractive does that make any sense but it does really say something about the narcissistic tendencies right in in terms of that thinking it's like unable to understand why anyone wouldn't want to see a snapshot of their imposing member (laughs) really Uh, So they also discovered in this study that these men display higher levels of sexism, uh, both of the overly hostile negative variety, as well as the uh, benevolent kind, in other words, uh, woman on a pedestal kind. The study also found that uh, men who send women unsolicited photos of their phallus are no more sexual, no more oversexed than those who choose um, not to. Little caveat here. There, they. This article says, "Dick pics aren't always so bad. Some women enjoy receiving them." My question to you is: Do you enjoy them? Do you not enjoy them? How do you feel when you get one that is unsolicited? So, the, the women who express liking receiving them really are. Uh, they're not explicitly asking for it but it becomes an outcome of intimate back and forth. So they're having intimate, erotic conversations, and in that context, it, it's, kind of imp- it's kind of an implicit, not a request, but it's part of that, that, that um, sensual or sexual uh, talk. So for some, yes, uh, uh, they uh, they do uh, enjoy that in that, maybe in that situation. Uh, also, unsolicited dick pic sending is more of a common practice in gay and bisexual men's uh, sexual uh, subculture. A study found that 83% of gay men have sent a dick pic on a dating app. And I have talked to uh, gay men about this in the past, and they do talk about this, that this is kind of... On these dating apps, this is standard procedure. <laughs> like you, you get them, these gay men get them uh, all the time. So, but in the straight world, uh, these the, these unsolicited pics, not, uh, not so great. And also uh, the level of narcissism is in the straight men, although they haven't studied personalities in the gay population for that very specific reason. Apparently, people are wearing jewelry made from their dead loved one's teeth, hair, and bones in an attempt to memorialize their relatives and close family members and even their pets who has who have passed away. So there are a couple of people out there who have made this their life's work, basically who specialize in making jewelry out of these things if you look online you'll see pictures like uh, rings and necklaces and earrings made of people's teeth molars um like all kinds instead of like a gemstone you know stick stick a molar in there how would you like would you want to wear something like that uh i don't know to me this is uh, does not sound like Uh, the best idea but there are uh, several that are mentioned in this article there's another one uh, who collects not only teeth but uh, either of of a human or an animal but things like hair fur bones and she turns them into works of art for her customers um, as well another one even uses breast milk ashes pet's teeth fingerprints umbilical cords and even blood to make these uh dna keepsake jewelry basically does this gross you out or does this uh uh, appeal to you coming up we'll talk about not relationships but situationships what is the difference first let's check in with our cjd800 newsroom The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. On the topic of dick pics, unsolicited ones, this texter writes, On a second date, a man showed me a dick pic on his phone. I laughed because I was startled and surprised, and I said, What are you doing? He said goodbye and never spoke to me again. <clears throat> I suspected he was a narcissist, and now you've confirmed it. From a woman who's glad he ran. Oh, yeah, you escaped uh, you escaped one right there. Like, you've got to wonder what is going through the minds of people who do this. Imagine getting this on a second. Hey, look at, look at, look at this picture of me. Like, this is going to entice you. This is what's going to do it for you. I don't know. If it does it for you, let me know all right time to play dirty minds this is when I give you three dirty clues the answer is not dirty at all uh, the first caller through with the right answer at five one four seven nine zero zero eight hundred will win a one month unlimited pass to three sixty punch it's a uh, a, a boutique gym in uh, in the West Island, right on the 40, not far uh, from Sources, where you do boxing and all kinds of stuff. You could find me there just about every morning. Uh, and if you want to join me for a class tomorrow morning, be happy at night. I'll be happy to see you there at 9:15. Uh, all right, here goes. After you come inside me, you start to sweat. Pumping is why you come. If you're not breathing heavy, being inside me is a waste. What am I? 514 800 So are you in a situationship? We, there's always a new term that's coming about. There's like a whole new dictionary in 2019 of, of terms we, that were never there 10 years before. And situationships is one of those terms. What is it? Basically, a situationship is a romantic connection that in most cases serves a short-term need in one or both partners but may or may not evolve into something more stable or meaningful. Kind of like pretending you're in a relationship but with no real consistency, dependency, or um, reliability. Some people who are in situationships may have gone just on a few dates or they uh, may be seeing each other for a few months, but you haven't had the conversation about what is the status of this relationship. It is, of course, a millennial uh, tendency. Uh, so we see it more in, uh, in mille- millennials. And why is this? Why is this common? So it allows people to keep their options open uh, these days, daters like to try it on for size before buying, so to speak, before entering into a committed uh, relationship. Often these connections offer a convenience of having a partner without, um, without needing to put work into a full-fledged uh, relationships. And for some people, situationships are a safe haven for people who have a fear of commitment or uh, a fear of emotional vulnerability. So are there upsides to this? Well, there are. There are upsides and downsides, of course, to anything. But uh, a positive is that you get to explore your feelings for the person. You can explore your sexuality with this person. uh, Without a pressure uh, that comes with being in a defined relationship, like being somebody's boyfriend or uh, girlfriend, you... uh, can learn uh, you can get to know somebody a little bit uh, better uh, with that Um, you can get your physical needs met you can have a buddy by your side for activities and uh, and events you get to focus on your career and personal uh, growth especially if you don't have time for the obligations of a committed relationship. So situationships are fine for that. That's the plus side. But what are the downside? The downside is, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is that what if you're not on the same page? Oftentimes it happens that one person has stronger feelings and doesn't want a situationship. They want a full-on relationship, whereas the other person wants to keep it as a situationship so of course this can create uh, insecurities and confusion and hurt feelings and frustrations and uh, resentment and and all kinds of things i like what they say here a situationship is like false comfort and lacks true intimacy and vulnerability this is a lazy way of dating since you're half in and half out what do you think uh, so what should you do if you're in a situationship? Uh, if you're in a situationship, but deep down, you don't like being in one, this is not what you're looking for. You need to be honest with yourself about what it is that you want. Um, and ask yourself, why are you staying in a relationship that, or a situationship that doesn't feel right or good, or does isn't going where you want it to go? So you need to kind of uh, explore that uh, for yourself. All right, do we, uh, Dave, do we have a winner or shall I read the uh, clues one more time? Let me read the clues one more time. Um, we have a texter who, who has the answer right, but we need a, a phone call. 514-790-0800. No winner, and this is an easy one. After you come inside me, you start to sweat. Pumping is why you come. If you're not breathing heavy, being inside me is a waste. What am I? 514-790-0800 uh, Think about the last time, the last time you and your partner had some sexual activity. Did you kiss? Think about it. That. Maybe that's an odd question, but did you kiss the last time? You'd be surprised that a lot of couples do not kiss, even during lovemaking. So new research examines how kissing, cuddling, and massaging affect our sex lives. So the research that was published in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy Uh, looked at this. They looked at about 1,500 American individuals between the ages of 14 and 90. The average age was 44 years old, and they asked them about their last sexual encounter. They were asked about sexual behaviors that may or may not have occurred during their last experience, including manual stimulation of the genitals, oral sex, penile-vaginal penetration, anal sex, etc. Partners were also asked whether or not they loved Liked or disliked their partner, how much they wanted to engage in the sexual experience, how emotionally intimate the sexual experience was, and their level of sexual arousal and pleasure. They were mostly interested in whether kissing, cuddling, and massaging were related to sexual pleasure, sexual arousal, and emotional uh, intimacy. So the vast majority of the sample reported engaging in at least one of the three acts, so uh, whether it was cuddling, kissing, or uh, massaging. More than 90% it reported either doing one of those things in their last sexual encounter. Uh, kissing was by far the most commonly reported behavior, 86%, uh, then cuddling at 69%, and massaging was at 20 three percent kissing was most commonly reported by heterosexual individuals and the most likely age groups to report cuddling at their last sexual encounter were those between the ages of 18 to 24 and then those that were 60 years and older but then they asked them why participants did not kiss and uh by and large uh the answer was they didn't like kissing Imagine that. Um, But I want to share a little bit the results because the partner, the participants who did report kissing, cuddling and massaging uh, had different outcomes. I'm going to share those outcomes with you. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. All right, we uh, have a winner, so let me give you the clues and the answer. After you come inside me, you start to sweat. Pumping is why you come. If you're not breathing heavy, being inside me is a waste. The answer is a gym or health club. Uh, Neil, congratulations. You've won yourself a one-month unlimited pass to a health club, uh, to, uh, to the gym, 360 Punch. Hope to see you there. Uh, Dr. Laurie, question on narcissists sending unsolicited pictures. I dated a narcissist, and he was one of the few men that never sent me a dick pic. He would say that men that are do that are insecure and only want me, and women in general, for sex, and that he was different. He gave a lot of unsolicited advice, <laughs> but never nude photos. I can't say he was ever wrong, just cruel. Well. Know better, right? Uh, So, getting back to the study, uh, how important is kissing, cuddling, and or uh, massaging during uh, sex? Apparently, quite important, because people who reported kissing, cuddling, and or massaging were also more likely to report engaging in other sexual behaviors during their last sexual event nipple stimulation, breast stimulation, hand stimulation of genitals, etc., And they were also more likely to report higher sexual arousal, higher emotional intimacy, and more sexual pleasure. So there's the case for, um, you know, including that into your foreplay. I don't know. I always found kissing to be the most erotic part of sex and uh, some people don't like it. What are some of the reasons for a sexless... Marriage, this is something that people have studied uh, quite a bit in terms of why couples do not have sex. Uh, Research shows that about one in four couples, 25% of couples are considered sexless, meaning that uh, the definition of sexless in this situation is sex less than 10 times a year. All right. Uh, So these are some of the reasons. Uh, Number one is you cannot talk about sex. If uh, couples who are not talking about sex can drift apart and lose touch with what they want and need in their sexual relationship, Uh, you're under a lot of stress. So people who are really stressed out Sex may be the last thing on your mind. So scheduling sex, planning for sex, as much as people hate that because they think spontaneous is the way to go, uh, you're not going to get, you're not going to do it if you don't plan for it uh, and de-stress in order to have some fun. Really, uh, you have mismatched libidos. Unfortunately, if this is not addressed, uh, tensions will rise, and there uh, you will end up with. Uh, maybe long periods of uh, sexlessness. What ends up happening is partners feel rejected uh, and then they stop initiating and then uh, the other partner who keeps getting asked feels pressured and turned off by all of these requests and so there's a drifting apart of the couple. Number four is you're dealing with uh, mental health issues. Of course, uh, if you're suffering from... Depression, anxiety, uh, past sexual trauma, then this can certainly affect your sex drive or even your ability to have sex. And uh, if you're on uh, medications to treat mental health issues, they can also cause sexual dysfunction. Number five is you've hit a rough patch in your relationship. So if you're arguing a lot, if you are recovering from infidelity, or you're feeling disconnected, Uh, you're definitely not uh, going to want to have sex, so you'll feel uh, much more distance with your partner. Uh, Number six is you uh, criticize each other. Now, studies have shown that criticism is actually one of the biggest predictors of divorce, Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Number seven is you have unrealistic expectations about sex and that can cause a lot of pressure and anxiety because the uh the focus is on the performance on sex so it becomes less about connection and and like having a an intimate time together and more goal oriented around sex and so that can be that can lead to low desire and avoidance uh frankly of of sexuality Number eight is you have sex-related performance anxiety. So when somebody has performance anxiety, there's a tendency to avoid sex altogether so as not to put themselves in that situation. Uh, You're scared of trying or suggesting ways to spice things up. And number 10, you have grown bored with each other. Uh, unfortunately in long-term relationships, if you don't work at it, sex can become mundane. So, uh, it's important to focus on uh, eroticism, talk about, think about what turns you on, what, what is pleasurable. Uh, To you, uh, what makes you feel desired? Uh, Increase some curiosity a little bit. Make sure sex is playful. Like we forget that sex is for pleasure and should be uh, playful. If it's not playful, you know it it, it might be missing something. So you want to get back into that uh, playfulness. And the last story I want to share with you: Have you heard of No Fappers? No Fappers uh, is a movement of men who um uh, basically it's a movement to stop masturbating this came out of like people who compulsively masturbate really uh so anyway this is for men who routinely masturbate even at work at like in public anywhere like who feel that they can't uh, they can't stop. So there's some of these guys, these no fappers, have found a solution in, guess what, chastity cages for penises. Now these are used uh, in the BDSM uh, community, but now they are being used for uh, people who uh, claim or, or uh, identify as masturbation so to stop themselves from this, uh, this they this is what they're doing. They're not only installing software to block porn on their internet, but also <laughs> wearing these chastity cages, which you you got to take them off even to to pee. Um, but this one guy says he wears it all day. Uh he drinks very little uh at at work, uh because he and he says he only takes it off for ninety minutes per day so that he can bathe, urinate, and uh clean the cage. (laughs) Chastity cages for men who do not want to masturbate because well, anyway, if you're interested in, in looking more into that, the no fapper movement is, uh, is what it is. And then just one last uh, one last little story I thought was really fun uh, is uh, these two people, a hundred and a hundred and two started dating a year ago and just got married. so this here goes. it's never too late for love and passion and then there's just no expiration date. For that, I don't think we ever stop wanting to feel loved and wanting to feel desired and uh, those romantic feelings. So, 100 and 102 just got married, which I think is just a beautiful story. So, I'll end on that beautiful note. How's that? Thank you so much for spending your evening with me, and for those of you who spent the week with me, thank you. Uh, thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, tonight, our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Bettito, uh, D R L A U R I E B E T I T O, or go to my website, Don't Remember, you can send me your questions anytime. Uh, just, uh, listen in at the beginning of every show and I'll have those questions answered for you. So you can send those to me directly through, um, through the website coming up next here on CJD. You've got the CTV national news, have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.